Hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Screen Time Podcast. I'm Connor. And I'm Luke. And today we're going to take this opportunity to discuss Phase 4 of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yes, indeed. Uh, we got Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania coming out very soon. Uh, so we want to take this opportunity to discuss everything from 2021 up until the present uh, yeah. to get us ready for this next phase that Ant-Man will be starting. There's a lot of stuff to go through, so we are going to go through them pretty quick. Anything to say beforehand, Luke? No, I think we're good to just jump straight into it. All right, let's start with WandaVision then. Uh, WandaVision was the first TV show that Marvel's ever done that's canon. Uh, first Disney Plus show. Very exciting. I really liked it when it came out. I thought it was this was exciting for TV shows, mm-hmm. like knowing that more of these were coming. This was a good way to start it off because it made people excited for, made me excited for more TV shows. I also think that it used the format of a TV show really well. Probably yeah. better than anything else on Disney Plus has. And I think that's just a, a large factor of the way that they used other TV shows as references. And that wouldn't have worked in a movie. True. Uh, yeah. And, I mean, realistically, this show as a whole couldn't be a movie. Yeah. And that that's what was really cool. Um, I really liked Wanda in this series, mm-hmm. and I really liked Vision in this series. Yeah. Which I think is really critical for a show called WandaVision. <laughs> um, I really liked their kids. I love Jimmy Woo. I love Darcy, who makes her turn from the Thor movies. Yeah. Uh, I think that she got gypped in the finale, which I'll come back to in a second. I think the performances across the board are really cool. I also think that, uh, Agnes or Agatha Harkness, spoiler alert, was a really cool character to throw in there. I thought the way they dealt with her and kind of magic in general yeah. was was pretty interesting. Uh, my downside with this show is that the finale is not very good. No, it's a lot of like you. It looks like something's happening, but for the most part, it's it's really nothing. Yeah, and that's particularly true when it comes to Darcy, who just gets sidelined brutally mm-hmm. and uh yeah that was a little sad <laughs> that was she has eight seconds and one line in the whole episode yeah yeah what do you think uh i thought it was pretty good for the most part you know it started with the the two black and white episodes oh yeah which i genuinely thought that they were pretty funny oh like, yeah if you were in i was laughing out loud for lots of the jokes which is a rare occurrence <laughs> Um. Yeah, they built up a, a very creepy tone through some of the episodes, and like something is wrong feeling very well, like the beekeeper. Scene. Very well done. Yeah, even though all the speculation, like, oh my gosh, what's happening? What is the beekeeper? And it's just a random sword agent that went to go check it out. Yeah, but one of the funny things that happened with this show was I don't think that Marvel was expecting quite the intense amount of speculation that would come. <laughs> yeah. Specifically with, you know, Mephisto theories and such. Oh, boy. Which are ongoing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that was was interesting to see coming out of the show as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was just a very cool and unique experience. Until it wasn't at the end there. But (laughs) for the most part, very good. Yeah, that's all I have for that. The next project is another TV show, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which isn't my favorite. If I'll be honest. That's all right. There's lots of things I, I don't like about it. But 
I did like Sam and Bucky's, you know, kind of buddy relationship. Oh, yeah. That was really fun to watch for the most part. For the most part. For the show. Uh, Zemo was a fun addition, too. You know? I like Agreed. Zemo. Oh, John Walker was also pretty good for the most part until the end. But I, I did like him. I thought he was a good, good part of the show. Enjoyable character. Not you're supposed to enjoy him, but like I liked how I felt about him. Yes. Even though I didn't feel good about him, but they did it well. I didn't like the villains, <laughs> if I'm going to be honest. Other than John Walker. Other than John Walker. Well, he wasn't really a full-on villain. He was just kind <laughs> of a villain at times. Yeah. But yeah. But the Flag Smashers, I, they weren't very uh, compelling enough for me. And yeah. Honestly, very boring to watch. Uninteresting, which is it's okay. Um, so it's six like hour long episodes, and I it felt to me just like a Captain America movie, but long and without Captain America until the end. But like without Steve Rogers, Captain America. Yeah. Yeah. What do you have to say about it? I I really like the idea of the Flag Smashers. Mm-hmm. You know, a group of people who are upset with the way that governments handled everyone coming back after the blip. Yeah. Because they didn't commit well enough to that. Yeah. And it wound up being like, oh, let's have, you know, them kill a bunch of innocent people to remind you that they're evil and give someone for Sam to fight in the final episode. Yeah. Uh, I also think that Wyatt Russell did a really good job as John Walker. He did. He did. Uh, I really like the new Captain America suit yeah. that Sam wears. Definitely. It's cool. like pulled right from the comics and it feels like it should be so corny, but it actually looks pretty good. It does. Uh, I really like uh, Val's character that was introduced in this show mm-hmm. with the name too long. And I'm going to mess it up if I try and say it now, so I'm not going to. But yeah. Julia Julia Louis Dreyfus's character. Yeah. Uh, oh, I also thought that the reveal of who the power broker was was not very good. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> the other thing. I did not care for that at all the uh, power broker things yep and uh i just think the finale as a whole was not very good lackluster as cool as seeing that suit was and i think he gives a pretty nice speech in the finale after yeah. the action is done about like standing up and doing what's right and getting over yourself when things get hard um but except yeah. He said, don't call them terrorists. I'm like, that's literally what they are. That though. is true, yeah. <laughs> it felt kind of to me like just a do better. Yeah. There you go. Um, yeah, so I thought that finale was not very good. Yeah. But we're going to move on to a show in which I think every single episode was very good. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about Loki. And I think that this show was an excellent way to take this character. They've done so much with him in the movies and... I mean, it's been exciting to watch the different things that he's done since the first Thor movie in 2011. Yep. Um, just incredible how far he's come from being just, like, kind of a bad guy in Thor than really the bad guy in Avengers, and then just the journey that he's taken since then. Yeah. And then to pull him and say, we're going to give you your own series, and then to have him, like, discover, like, what it is that he wants to do now that he's removed from the universe... Uh, very exciting. I loved each episode, like I said. Um, and this is, you know, you were talking about how, um, 
Falcon Winter Soldier felt like it could have been a movie. Mm-hmm. You know what? Maybe Loki could have been a movie, but it did. It used the format of a TV show really well, I think. Yeah. Um, Enough to leave you on each episode and get excited for the next one. Yeah, I love the episodic structure. Yeah. Uh, Sylvie, the female version of Loki, I was great. Really loved her. Yeah. Um, I thought the CGI in the show was really good. Yeah. Uh, specifically in episode five when they're in like the void and and uh, they have Richard E. Grant's version of Loki. That's exactly the scene I was thinking. Create of a whole that. city. That's just yeah. It looks so good, man. It does. Uh, I'm really excited for the future of like where this series is going because we know it's getting to season two, and even just the implications of it. Which, funny enough, with that memory around the corner, uh, we're we were introduced to Kang, but not Kang. He who remains. Yeah. And uh, Jonathan Majors just has a blast with yeah. his character in that episode. And I thought it was so well done. Mm-hmm. And I know he's playing a different version of that character. So, you know, when we see him again, it won't be the same. Yeah. But I'm glad that they got someone who's like, very clearly excited to be doing this mm-hmm. and just is willing to have a good time and i'm so excited to see you know however many other versions of him we see in the future i think this was an excellent introduction to him definitely i also think that loki is the project in this phase that probably has the greatest impact on yeah. the universe so far yeah. yeah i really liked it very good yeah um, I love that the person that Loki falls in love with is just another another version of himself. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it was too perfect. <laughs> the finale was also very good, not like the last couple shows. Yeah, because it wasn't just a big fight that wasn't really meaningful to anything, and it was more of them just sitting down and talking about what was going on. And it worked really and well. It was great. Um, the shot of them looking out and then the multiverse breaking was absolutely beautiful i will just say that and to leave it there well there's a little bit after but that's kind of where the show leaves you it's like oh man good ending good ending oh yeah um the music in the show is also so good oh boy (laughs) some of the best in the mcu in my humble opinion and natalie holt who did the score for it also did obi-wan kenobi which has a really good score. And, uh, yeah, I'm hoping that she comes back for season two. I, I'm not sure if she is or not. They, they would have to. They probably. Say. They better. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'll be watching her career with great interest. Oh, yes. As Sally goes, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, all I got for that. So, Black Widow. This is a movie. Now, the first movie in Phase 4. Uh. I thought it was very standard superhero movie. Yeah. But I didn't have a problem with that. I had a good time with it. I thought it was pretty fun for the most part. Uh, I liked Taskmaster, contrary to many people's opinions. But yeah. let, let's be honest, it's Taskmaster. It's, it's hard to do. Yeah. And it's Taskmaster isn't the big bad of the movie, so yeah. it's just kind of a side character that fight Black Widow, which were some pretty cool scenes. I would have liked more Taskmaster, but it is what it is. Um, 
Lauren Balfe, who did the score for it, has done a lot of mediocre things. Like, <laughs> mediocre scores like Tomorrow War and Black Adam and everything. But I thought that Black Widow had a pretty good score, yeah. I'll be honest. Uh, yeah, Yelena Belova's theme was pretty awesome. I will be honest. And speaking of Yelena, Florence Pugh is the best part of the movie. Absolutely. Easily. <laughs> yeah. Probably one of my favorite additions to the MCU was Phase 4. Yeah. Yeah. One of. Not my top favorite, <laughs> but one of. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Uh, with the... Re- I mean, going into this movie, you know that, you know, as the MCU carries on, Black Widow is dead. Mm-hmm. And they're not bringing her back. And so this movie was kind of like, we're going to introduce you to Yelena, who's going to be essentially the next Black Widow. Yeah. And so there's a big you know, task ahead where you need to make us like and care about this character. I think they nailed it. Definitely. She's so likable. She's so <laughs> fun. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I fell in love with her character almost immediately. Yeah. And uh, I'm super excited to see her in anything and everything that she's gonna be in from here on out yeah uh i also thought the taskmaster was really cool and i thought that the reveal of her as uh drakov's daughter yeah was a really cool reveal for this universe Mm -hmm. with that being something that's been brought up before and to have that be the reveal i thought that was very interesting and it worked for this movie and Mm -hmm. this universe i really like black widow's family (laughs) i particularly love david harbour as red guardian (laughs) His accent is awful, but it's perfect. But it works so well because he's such a goofy person. Yeah, I like Rachel Vice as well. She's in the movie a lot less, but mm-hmm. um, it's just a group of really fun and enjoyable characters. And uh, yeah. yeah, I thought they worked really well for this movie. Mm-hmm. The only thing that I'm gonna say, and look, I'm definitely the first person to say it, is it it, it did come out too late. This would have been yeah. a better movie to come out, you know. In between Infinity War and Endgame, or well, even yeah. before Infinity War. Yeah. But. You know, before Infinity War. Yeah. You can just watch it in that order now, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> if you want. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next up, first animated TV show. Very exciting. What if? I loved every single episode. I thought that this show rocked. A lot of these episodes have been criticized to death on the internet. (laughs) Uh, You know what? I just, I had fun the whole time. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't mind that the first episode with Captain Carter is basically the first Captain America movie with like a couple small differences. I thought that was very cool. And I thought it was a great introduction to like the show and the concept. Also, that episode looks incredible. It does. There's some really cool like action sequences mm-hmm. that are like oneers, including one where she like jumps out of a plane and breaks into another plane. Yeah, it just looks sweet, man. It does. It's so cool. And I know like doing a oneer in animation is not the same as doing a long shot in live action, but I mean people still had to animate that, and that's yeah. not nothing. Yeah. So it's awesome. Yeah, I loved. The Doctor Strange episode, particularly, I thought that was really good. Yeah. Uh, I like the Desolate episode with Black Widow and Hawkeye, where he's got a robot one. arm. The arm Zola. Yeah. Yeah. Just really cool episodes and fun concepts. 
I like watching Hulk burst like a balloon because <laughs> his heart got too big. Yeah. Oh man, like. And yeah. I'm excited that this is also getting season two because I'm excited seeing just weird concepts that people have that can be done that have no real impact on the main story. Like you can kill the Hulk in a what if episode because it's a different universe and it's a, you know, what if this happened? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. It was very good. And I liked the Captain Carter episode as well. Uh, I particularly liked it because of how similar it was. And what the show kind of does is, like, the more episodes that come out, the bigger the differences in the stories are. Yeah. Until it's not the same at all. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The Dark Strange episode was by far my favorite of the show. I think it's just really good. And I liked it leaving him at the end, being like, well, your universe is destroyed, and now you have to live alone in this little thing forever. Which I think would have been... Surprisingly dark. Yeah. Which would have been better if they didn't team up at the end, in my opinion. I didn't really like that they teamed up. I didn't hate it, but I just wish it stayed a show about each episode as its own story, and they kind of just yeah have nothing to do with each other. I feel like they might do that for season two. I hope so. We'll see. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the Hank Pym episode was great, and I liked the zombie episode. Oh yeah, zombie I'll episode was sweet. <laughs> thought it was super fun so yeah yep. this next one is a movie that definitely exists in phase four and it is definitely amazing uh shang chi and the legend of the ten rings <sighs> i love shang chi man this <laughs> this movie's so good it is uh, and it is i would say it's my favorite mcu movie um one of my favorite marvel movies obviously logan and spider-verse are included in that too but MCU movies, my favorite. There's a lot of humor in it that lands. There's a lot that doesn't. There's one joke particularly in particular. One, yeah. Yeah. Like we're both thinking of it. The, <laughs> the, on the airplane plane. joke. Yeah. Yeah. The beef or stew joke. That one, I just. I, when I went and saw it, nobody in the theater laughed. So I was like, all right, well, that one didn't work. But I don't know. Um, whatever. <laughs> whatever, it's fine. There's bound to be some. Uh, Simu Liu is really fun to watch as shang chi i think he's just something about him is just really fun to watch him do pretty much anything like kim's convenience yeah he's just such an entertaining character to watch on that and in marvel too um trevor from iron man 3 (laughs) i forgot about i didn't forget about his character but i didn't even think of the possibility that he was going to show up yeah awesome and then he was actually a big character in the movie that was crazy because of trevor showing up we also do get the best character in i think it's safe to say the best character in cinematic history <laughs> is uh amoris <laughs> his uh i had no idea where you're going with that <laughs> yeah morris is the best um <laughs> and speaking of morris talo the 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 place the hidden city the hidden city is everything about it is just I think beautiful to look at the mythical creatures are really cool the Pokemon the Pokemon yeah um yeah just and anything that went on there was just awesome to watch alright I think one of my favorite MCU fight scenes which is kind of a fight and kind of a dance 
the the scene in the bamboo spring between Wenwu and his future wife when when they meet in yeah. the frame there it's shot beautifully and like all the slow motion integrated into it it all worked I also loved how it felt like the martial arts felt very soft and everything yeah very cool reminded me of a crouching tiger hidden dragon when they're fighting and walking on the trees and everything oh yeah it's great stuff I will also say that Wenwu is probably my favorite MCU villain as well I just thought the story with him and his son was just so compelling and very well done it was uh the suit that Shang-Chi gets is awesome and I love how cool it looks with him still wearing his sneakers yeah <laughs> <laughs> those are made of dragon scales that's all awesome yeah uh, and the dragon scales the dragon scales are from the great protector which was so cool and I think the CGI on the great protector was fantastic yeah like probably that's that feels like that's where most of the CGI money went <laughs> to is the great protector which was alright because looked good looked good the martial arts in this movie going back to it was all choreographed so well oh yeah it's a the way they film the fight scenes feels like a lot of Hong Kong action movies you know uh, where the fighting is very clear on what's happening and it's very the, the camera isn't shaking around like a lot of American movies where you're like I have no idea <laughs> what's going on in this fight right now which has it, that, that technique has its place as well but I just like being able to tell every punch and everything that was happening it was really cool um yeah, made it very easy to follow the fight is what I was trying to say there. Um, yeah, the music is awesome. so good in it. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it has my favorite MCU score, I will say that as well. Just The themes are really cool. How Shang-Chi's theme is a mix of his mother's theme and a triumphant version of his father's theme. That's the last scene of the movie right there. <laughs> exactly. It's perfect. <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah. Also, Michelle Yeoh's in it, so there you awesome. go. There's a plus. <laughs> yeah. What do you have to say about it? I also like the action. I think the bus fight scene, oh, the bus fight scene is just good. incredible. Yeah. Uh, just an excellent way to start the movie. You know, start like who he is. Mm -hmm. uh, love Simu Liu. Yeah. From all the posters, he's looking very, very serious. Yeah. And there wasn't a lot of like him cracking jokes in the trailers or anything. So I was like, ooh, how's this going to go? Like, when I went to go yeah. watch it, he's really funny. Yeah. And he, yeah. he, I think he does the Marvel humor really well. Yeah. And uh, I really enjoyed just him in the whole yeah. movie. Exactly. Also really enjoyed Aquafina's character. Oh, yeah. I yeah. feel like Aquafina is someone who feels like they should be annoying. <laughs> but so far in everything that I've seen her in, I just, I like her in everything. Yeah. Um, and something that I love so much about this movie, I, it made me so happy. It's like Shang Chi and Katie don't kiss. Oh yeah, and yeah. they don't become romantically involved. I know there's like some deleted scenes where they talk about it to different people, yeah. but I'm so glad that they just left it out. So just two two friends hanging out and yeah. doing all this stuff together. I think that just made things so much better. That's true. You touched on it already. The movie's just perfectly shot. Oh yeah. It's so visually interesting and exciting, mm -hmm. um, and uh, 
I also think that the karaoke joke <laughs> is perfect. <laughs> Especially the fact that they end the movie on it. Yeah. It's like a very serious note, like you're part of the Avengers now and your whole life is gonna be changed. So you better go get some rest. Yeah. Or <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> perfect joke. Yeah. Uh all right. Love it. Perhaps our hottest take, and yeah. I know that we share opinions on this. We're gonna move on to Eternals. Mm-hmm. Probably, I don't know, do you think it's safe to say this is the most hated project on this list by the internet? I don't think so. Oh, no, you're thinking of... It's one, <laughs> one of, of them. Definitely. Uh, we both really, really enjoy this movie. Yeah. I think that, you know, it was shot differently than Shang-Chi, but also very beautifully shot. Yeah. This movie looks incredible. Um... I thought the action was really creative and yeah. fun. Not everyone agrees with me on that, but I think that it, like, the action's really exciting, and the way that they utilize powers and like show them was really cool. Specifically, like watching Makari run, yeah, looked different than most speedster scenes, yeah, in movies or TV before, yeah. I really enjoyed Kingo's finger guns. Yeah. I heard someone say on YouTube that it was a stupid power. It's awesome. I think it's incredible. <laughs> it's, it's so good. It's so cool. The shoom. Yeah. Uh, there's a fight scene that takes place in uh, like Druid's commune. That feels safe to the say. The rainforest. Yeah. The that whole sequence looks incredible. Oh, yeah. I, I also got a 4K TV last year, and I watched that that movie on there and that sequence looks incredible oh yeah in 4k with dynamic lighting and everything oh my gosh just the way that it's lit with like their powers and stuff awesome oh yeah loved kingo as a character (laughs) thought his valet was hilarious (laughs) and made for some really funny moments in the movie yeah uh i loved the concept of the movie and i think it's where a lot of people get lost and don't like it where it's not a movie about Eternals fighting deviants, but it's about Eternals, at the end, deciding if they're going to fulfill what they were made for and let the planet of Earth be destroyed so that another Celestia could be born, or if they like the people on this planet so much that they're going to go against their makers mm-hmm. to stop this from happening. Really cool, and I thought it worked really well in this movie, especially with yeah. not all of them agreeing. Mm-hmm. And I even love that, you know, Kingo's character is like, look, I don't agree that we should stop this, but I'm not with Icarus to the point where I'm going to hurt you, son. I'm literally going to leave now. And so, like, sorry, guys, but I'll see you on the next planet. That was really interesting. And, like, just both. I mean, no one else, you can't do that with other groups. So you can't have one of the Avengers be like, I don't think I want to fight Thanos. So I'll see you guys in the next movie, right? <laughs> so, I don't know. There's just so much that they could do, and there's so much that they did do that I, I thought was really exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, I even think that the, you know, kind of the cliffhanger that we got at the end of the movie was pretty interesting, very yeah. cool. And I really enjoyed both uh, credit sequences, yeah. even if one of them didn't include... Uh, Patton Oswald as a drunk little thing. creature. <laughs> Dwarf thing. Yeah. Uh, 
I yeah. They haven't announced a sequel yet. I hope they make one because the characters are cool and like bringing Harry Styles in as Star Fox, mm-hmm. Thanos' brother. That's <laughs> exciting. Yeah. Uh, and I'm also excited to see where they go with the Black Knight character and Kit Harrington having more of a role yeah. in the future. Yeah. Yeah. I love this movie. I do too. Um, yeah, I love it a whole lot. And it's one of my favorite MCU movies. It's not my top, top favorite, but it's definitely up there. And I think, I think in my opinion, it is the best looking MCU movie. And I think just because of how it was shot and like shot on location. And I think bringing a, an independent film director onto a big Marvel production like this made it so interesting and different from anything else that we've ever gotten in the MCU. Yeah. And I think here, I like slower movies. I don't have a problem with them, and I think some of them are really good. So the first part of this movie moving slower, I didn't hate, and I thought it was really cool and unique and different, and that's probably why I loved it so much. Um, a lot of movies with big casts feel like they kind of lose sight of some of the characters and I think this one definitely has its main characters like Cersei's definitely the main character of this movie Yeah, and I like how much they show of each character and like other characters on the Eternals that aren't as important do get shown a lot but you know they're not as important and that's okay that we're not spending the time with them yeah. as opposed to I don't know I can't think of an example of a movie <laughs> but I was thinking of it earlier and now it's gone but movies where, like a team-up movie with characters that they bring in together that are all part of their own movies, and then they should all be very important, but like some of them don't matter at all, and you don't really see much of them. And you're kind of like, ah, I wish I got to see more of that character, but it's fine. Uh, Ramin Djawadi returns to the MCU as a composer for the first time since Iron Man, and I think he knocked it out of the park in a way that he did with Iron Man. (laughs) I think the Iron Man theme is really good, but that's the only noticeable thing about the movie score. But Eternals has, a, I think, a beautiful score that helps the movie be as unique as it is. It's a very different score. It's something that we haven't really heard much of. Yeah, I love it. Uh, Oh, I forgot. (laughs) We'll talk about Hawkeye. It's the next show. Uh, six episodes I think five really good episodes and one episode that I, I liked maybe not as much as some people but I also liked it a lot more than others uh, Haley Steinfeld is my girl <laughs> <laughs> the best in this show uh, I love uh, her and Jeremy Renner and the dog the trio <laughs> is the best yeah, Lucky the pizza dog. Greatest character, aside from Morris. Um, yeah, character dynamics are really good in that show. And each episode kind of ends in a way that you're like really pumped for the next episode. It's not in an episodic format as much as like WandaVision is. It has a story that continues throughout the six episodes, but they leave you in places that I feel justifies its existence as a show. Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin. I was awesome to see him back. <laughs> yes, it was. 
And I like how much bigger he looks than in Daredevil. Just yeah. the way they they've shot him, you know. Um the fight with Kate Bishop in the finale and Kingpin wasn't my favorite. And I feel like it <laughs> was really weird because he was just throwing her around a store and not really fighting her until he gets run over by a car. And was shot in the face. <laughs> yeah, so maybe that was my favorite. But it's fine. Uh, yeah. I thought really funny, too. Uh, like, a lot of humor in this show that just worked. Maybe that's because Haley Seinfeld was so good in it. But, yeah. Just awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I really enjoyed Hawkeye himself in this show. Mm-hmm. And really exploring, like, his character and his abilities. Mm-hmm. I really think it's cool they made him deaf. Yeah. That's a big part of his character in the comics. And it's cool they brought it in to the universe now. I also love that they really made, emphasized how accurate he is with anything. Even he can flick a bottle cap across <laughs> the room and turn on the TV. Yeah. That was really cool. Uh, you nailed it. Kate Bishop is awesome. <laughs> Oh, I'm so excited for her to show up in other things. Mm-hmm. Speaking of that idea, Yelena Bishop, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Yelena Belova returned to the show, <laughs> yeah. and uh, she is still incredible. Yeah, uh, she's just got the same fun energy that she has in Black Widow. Uh, her role in this series is very different than it is in Black Widow. But I think that her character works really well, especially for this story. To have her try and avenge her sister's death, you know, in another show, I don't think would have worked as well. Yeah. Um, loved it. And, uh, I mean, you touched on it. I think that they did a great job of splitting the story into episodes. Mm-hmm. And I think each episode ended with a nice cliffhanger that, like, left it exciting for mm-hmm. the week to come. You know, be it, uh, you know, Hawkeye takes off. Kate Bishop's hood and he's like oh come on and we're gonna find out how that carries on next week or if an episode ends with you know Swordmaster holding a sword at Hawkeye's throat and dun 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 roll credits right yeah. very exciting um yeah I thought that the action was a lot of fun I really mm-hmm. enjoyed the inclusion of the LARPers <laughs> that was a good episode uh just a lot of fun yeah and just really cool to see like Clint walk through Central Park with a foam sword like pretending to kill all these people yeah, and have them commit so hard to it that they're like and falling on the ground <laughs> yeah how dramatic everything is yeah so good I uh I wouldn't actively seek out LARPing myself <laughs> in that context but if I was if I was walking through the park and I saw it happening I, I would I would probably join <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it looks like a ton of fun yeah and uh yeah that showed me to look really good yeah yeah let's move on wait yeah um i did think of something uh two things one the tracksuit mafia was hilarious bro 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 (laughs) (laughs) just all the time so good uh and oh what's his name lalo from better call saul in this jack jack um (laughs) i love how suspicious jack was and how evil he seems for no reason he's just what that character that acts evil for that for the audience to think he's evil and then be like oh no i'm actually good i'm like why were you acting so suspicious all those times then i love it yeah yeah 
Well, I guess one more thing from my end too. There's the the long shot uh, when they escape the the bros, and they hop in the car, and it's spinning in a circle. Oh yeah, and it that keeps was going. really cool. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome sequence. So good. Yeah, I really enjoyed Hawkeye. Yeah. Uh, now moving on uh, to a show that I'm gonna say, or to a movie that I say understood the assignment. <laughs> We're talking yeah. about Spider-Man No Way Home. That's my oh, yeah. my youth speak coming out there. Yeah. Uh, for what it needed to be, perfect. Oh yeah. Like it's a big task bringing back all these villains and the other Spider-Men from days past and combining mm-hmm. them into this universe. And I think that they nailed it perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, to complain a little bit, it would have been nicer, maybe, if Thomas Hayden Church and Reese Siphons <laughs> showed up on set <laughs> as as Lizard and Sandman. Yeah. Because it's definitely noticeable after a couple minutes when they don't turn into human form, and you're like, oh, you didn't show up. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the reused footage. Oh yeah. From the other movies. <laughs> Yeah, um, I've heard a lot of people say that this movie looks bad. Like the CGI is not good, and the green screen is really noticeable. But on YouTube, they're always using like 4K shots to show how noticeable it looks. Just don't watch it in 4K. Watch it in like standard high definition. It looks pretty darn good because yeah. the movie does look pretty good. And there's a ton of VFX in this thing. I mean, you can't yeah. do it without it. And True realistically for the most part it looks not that bad yeah and i mean if you want to be mean to it then you'll notice how bad things look but if you're here to just have a good time which is what this movie is made for eternals is meant for you to think spider-man is meant for you to sit back kick your feet up and just smile for two and a half hours yeah i think the introduction reintroduction of the two spider-men that scene was really fun uh I loved Andrew Garfield fighting with Zendaya about how legitimate he was as a Spider-Man. Yeah. It's also really cool to see Tobey Maguire come back. <laughs> when he stepped through that portal, I was like, oh my gosh, you're so old. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know, maybe it's just because like, Andrew Garfield's been acting in other things since Spider-Man. Yeah. But it was so jarring to see how old Tobey was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, really loved just the story in general. Mm-hmm. Um you know and how it feeds off the last movie and you know peter parker trying to deal with people knowing who he is and the consequences of that i think the fight scenes are really fun i think him versus doc ock on the bridge was really good the final fight is exciting from beginning to end Mm -hmm. and with every element mixed in you know you know with uh ned and mj running away from the lizard or the spider-man tripping over each other or shooting each other in the face with the webs i mean just I think the whole fight scene worked. Yeah. I think the ending was really cool. Oh, yeah. And I couldn't have predicted that in a million years. No. Um, I mean, partially because you don't know how they're going to use Doctor Strange in a movie like this. Yeah. Um, who? I liked him in this movie, too. Yeah. Uh, I love the dynamic between Peter One and Ned and MJ. Mm-hmm. I think they had a great dynamic through the whole movie. And... Yeah, I think that this movie is just exactly what it needed to be. Yeah, and I had a great time. Absolutely. Uh, to touch on the effects part, where you said, you know, just don't watch it in some in 4K and you know, 
effects look great that way. Uh, but their deep fakes to make um, or de aging technology yeah. to make Alfred Molina look younger so was so good. So good. It looked great. Oh. And Doc Ock is my favorite Spider Man villain, so. Oh, darn right. Getting to see him return was so good. And I think his introduction is the best of all of the villains in the movie. Like, first time we see him, I think, is the best one that's, you know, the spider sense going off and then Claw goes up through the bridge. Yeah. I love that bridge fight scene, yeah. Um, let's turn it back around to the music. So Michael Giacchino, he's done all three Tom Holland Spider-Man movies, as well as Doctor Strange and a variety of other things. Um, this, his music the Spider-Man theme changes in each movie. Like, it's the same theme, yeah. but he adds things to it and makes the beats a little bit different. Changes the tempo a little bit. Yeah. And this is just the crescendo of his theme as for Spider-Man. It's It's got all the vocal work in the background and everything's going on. It's so good. It it's is. so good. And he brought back themes that other composers have made for other Spider-Man uh, characters. I was so happy that he did that because a lot of composers are just like, you know, either they don't have the rights to the music or they want to make their own music and they don't care about score continuity, which is fine when it happens. Um, Yeah, just really awesome to see the returning themes. And yeah, his, uh, what is it? Exiting the lobby, exit through the lobby. Yeah. That song is just beautiful that scene is just beautiful and I think it has one of the coolest shots from any Marvel movie one of the coolest shots I'm not making a bold <laughs> statement here or anything is when Spider-Man's on the, the next to the billboard and it's raining and after May dies just beautiful yeah really awesome yeah so the next project is Moon Knight correct which is so good. Oh, Oscar Isaac just crushes it. Well, one of our friends <laughs> referred to it as mid. <laughs> and we were both just appalled. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. People are also criticizing his British accent. Like, oh, it sounds like a guy who's not British pretending to be British. That's because that's what's happening. <laughs> That's the point, is because Stephen Grant, the British personality, isn't the original personality. Uh, Mark Spector's the the OG, right? He's the original. Yeah. And he creates Stephen, which is so well done. I just say all the transformations, like the blackouts, the editing is really cool. Kind of the glitchiness so of it. Yeah. And yeah. I think it has the best pilot episode of all of the Marvel shows, in my humble opinion. <laughs> Yeah, it's so good. And I love that he blacked out in the finale, too. Yeah. And that we didn't get to see uh, Jake Lockley. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we didn't get to see Jake Lockley until the end credit scene. I like that. Kept it more mysterious. And not just giving us action for action's sake. Yeah. Pur purposeful action. Because when we see action, it's like, oh, yeah, there's a reason to see Murders right now. Because it's awesome. And also because it makes sense. Yeah. The scene in I think the best episode of the show which is episode 5 
where they're going through their memories and everything. The scene where Mark is at his mom's funeral and he's standing outside of it and uh, his dad comes out to talk to him and he's he's unhappy about many things and he breaks down on the ground and starts crying and then turns into Stephen and gets up and is like calls his mom who's dead but Stephen is a personality whose mom isn't dead yeah and, uh, so good just really well done and Oscar Isaac sells all of it like when when he's talking to himself just uh, so good the kaiju <laughs> fight in the background of the finale was awesome that was way better than people give it credit for it was so good uh, yeah um, yeah Ethan Hawke was a great Arthur Harrow uh, despite the great scene where Arthur Harrow speaks Mandarin he's like we all learn to speak Mandarin he was like that was nothing <laughs> that was not a language that's fine uh, <laughs> Mr. Knight was awesome absolutely I felt so weird about Mr. Knight at first because caught me off guard which it was supposed to catch you off guard because Mr. Knight's a super serious Mr. Knight is a super serious character yeah and then Stephen as Mr. Knight was not that <laughs> I just think it worked it was great yeah yeah I also loved Oscar Isaac and Ethan Hawke <laughs> I think that they both did excellent performances by themselves I think they bounced off of each other really really well loved the mythology of this show mm -hmm. there's a part where uh, his girlfriend is like climbing through some ruins or like a tomb or something and there's like an undead oh, night yeah. keeper like dissecting a body yeah and but when i watched it up for the first time i'd actually fallen asleep and woke up and that's when i woke up and i was like i missed something because <laughs> i have no idea what's going on yeah. here <laughs> uh very cool i love the idea of like the egyptian gods and their avatars mm -hmm. um that was very interesting i think the costumes across the show including oh. mr knight were really really good yeah moon knight's costume just was awesome very exciting and I also loved the absence of Jake Lockley's fight scenes. Mm -hmm. And I love that you don't realize that that's what happened until, like, the end of the show. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're watching episode one and he blacks out, I feel like your assumption is that... It was Mark. It was Mark Spector. Yeah. And then at the end it happens again and you go, but they're working together. So what the heck just happened? And both of them are like, that wasn't me also i love that in the final episode after they wake up from blacking out there's so much destruction yeah. around them like like jake messed some people up yeah bad <laughs> yeah and it starts with arthur harrow about to kill him like he was on top of him and then he blacks out and then he wakes up and he's got an axe to his head yeah yeah very exciting stuff we have no idea what the future of this character is. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's almost certain that he will come back in some form or another. I'm very excited to see what they do with him next because it was very exciting and very interesting. Absolutely. Which is, I do want him to return. Oh, yeah. But if he doesn't, it Even was a cool. perfect ending to the show to leave it at that. Yeah. I want to see him again. Yeah. But... On the off chance that we never get to see him, which won't happen, 
that one season would be a perfect miniseries. Oh, yeah. And just a, a story on its own. Yeah. Yeah. And also, it doesn't really connect to anything else in the MCU. They mentioned, like, Madripoor in yeah. one episode, and that's about it. Yeah. That was sweet. Yeah. And the ancestral plane. Yeah. Wakanda forever. Yeah. Right? Also, just Black Panther. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Oh. I feel like a lot of people yeah. say and. But he's yeah. actually in it. Even sure. though <laughs> he visits two other universes <laughs> yeah. for more than a second. Yeah. Anyway. I love this movie. I do too. Uh, I, l- I don't particularly enjoy horror movies. I don't like being scared. But I had no problem with them making this a horror movie. Sort of. It is pretty palatable. Of the horror movies that I've seen, it's probably among the least scary, which I hate yeah. saying. But at the same point, there's only so far you can go in a Marvel movie because it's Disney, but also because you're trying to keep it accessible to you know, a large amount of people. Um, the horror elements, I think they worked really well. Yeah. Uh, particularly uh, like Wanda in the It Create universe, chasing them down tunnels. Pretty freaking scary, man. <laughs> your your heartbeat's going up. Also thought that the like the zombie strange mm-hmm. at the end was like really that. good. <laughs> Had a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, this movie has two incredible fight scenes. First one you can almost barely call it a fight scene because it's barely a fight. It's just Wanda offing the Illuminati. <laughs> yeah. Which, and that was just, like, the most conflicting experience. Because you're seeing all these characters. Well, you know, they got uh, Patrick Stewart back as Charles Xavier. Yeah. They got Anson Mount back as Blackagar Boltagar yeah. from the Inhumans TV show. Which is a terrible TV show, by the <laughs> way. But it's so amazing that they brought him back and gave him a costume that looks good. Uh, John Krasinski is Mr. Fantastic, which has been fan cast for quite some time. Yeah. And for them to just be like, yeah, we we actually brought him in. That was sick. I figured that Mr. Fantastic would show up. I definitely thought they were going to bring Dion Griffin from the early 2000s Fantastic Four movies. And yeah, so it, it's so exciting to see all these characters show up. And then they all die horrible deaths. Brutal. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that sequence was incredible. Yeah. Uh, the second one, which I know that you definitely loved, is when Doctor Strange fights another Doctor Strange using <laughs> music. Yeah. It visually it's incredible. Audioly Audibly. It, audibly it's <laughs> audibly it's incredible. Just an awesome fight sequence. Yeah. And I love that it ends with just a little thing <laughs> being the thing that just yeah. ends it all. Awesome. So good. Uh, yeah. yeah, I loved the change in, you know, just the way that this felt very distinct. I also thought that it built off of WandaVision really well. A lot of mm-hmm. people were shocked at how quickly she became a bad guy, even though she has a book that makes her evil. That wasn't yeah. a problem for me. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed this movie and how different it was and how well yeah. it worked. Yeah, just Wanda, just how... She starts out as a bad guy, right? Yeah. Like, she starts out as an antagonist. You think she's a good guy for about 45 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
and no, I mean like in the MCU. Oh she yes. starts out as yes. a bad guy. The first thing we see her in, she's bad until the end of the movie. Yeah. Right. Well, halfway bad. through the movie. Yeah. Um. And then so she's it's always kind of been like this thin line, I guess. Like she's been, and then she turned good, right? She joined the Avengers, but people have never been people as in citizens have never really been accepting of her and no one trusts her so living for a while with nobody in the world trusting you except for um vision right it's got to be tough and then to get and then for you to kill vision yourself and then watch him be brought back to the dead to be killed again that's that's got to suck and we saw that in wandavision it, it sucked for her that she did all these things and then to have to have vision and her kids be taken away from her again you know that's gotta you know it's a big toll on a person and then to have a book that will corrupt you and make you evil on top of that i think for a person who's always been on the edge and to lose so much and then you know also have a book that makes you evil it makes sense that she's a bad guy yeah i thought it worked yeah about all I have to say about it because <laughs> you said everything else. Uh, now, Miss Marvel. Uh, maybe it could have been a movie, but I thought it was fine as a show. Um, Kamala Khan was awesome. Really fun to watch with uh, Bruno. Is his name right? Bruno? Yeah. Yeah, Bruno. Uh, yeah, dynamics are great. I love that through six episodes, she has, like, three different love interests. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anything with villains, I just didn't care at all and thought none of them really worked that well. Like, to be a villain that you'd be like, ooh, this is a good villain. I don't know. I would have maybe liked it more if it was just about her trying to figure it out with maybe damage control, you know? Yeah. But the the villains were whatever. Um, the the shot of her sitting on the lamp by the city, and the music that was going on there. That was a moment where I'm like, I love this. <laughs> this is awesome. This looks really cool. Yeah, I thought it was just a super fun show. It was for the most part, aside from anything. If she wasn't on screen, it was less fun. But whenever she's on screen, it's it's awesome. It's a blast. Yeah. Yeah. I think Iman Vellani crushed it. Yeah. Miss Marvel is a pretty new character. I think her first comic was in 2012, mm -hmm. which, you know, relatively speaking, compared to like Iron Man, who was made in like the 60s or 70s, was pretty darn new. Yeah. Um, but the idea of her character and like, like what she is, is very, very solid. Yep. And I think that the essence of of what Miss Marvel is was perfectly done mm -hmm. by Amon. Uh, they changed her powers, which I don't care about. No, me neither. It's fine. You know, the fact that they didn't make her have stretchy powers probably looked better, too. If they had her reach out and her hand got really big, it probably wouldn't look as good. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't mind this hard light powers that they mm -hmm. gave her also thought they looked pretty good they did um thought they were very exciting i liked seeing other places in the world in depth 
you know, it's not that all of the MCU takes place in America, but it's like we'll go to South Africa, you know, in Age of Ultron, and we'll have a fight there, and then we pack up and move out. Yeah. Right? Um, but to, like, just walk the streets and see how, like, the culture of the Avengers existing in this world impacts other countries and other places around the world. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Pakistan looks like a pretty sweet place. I haven't been there myself. Uh, yeah. So I, I can't compare it to anything. Yeah. But they made it look like a pretty sweet place to be. Yeah, in the show, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I loved kind of the idea of like more secret societies hidden on the planet, specifically the Red Daggers. I thought that idea was really cool. Um, you nailed it, though. Uh, the villains aren't very good. <laughs> but I think that Amon Vellani's charisma kind of compensates for that. Yeah. So that, you know, when the show was done, as much as I didn't care about really any of the villain stuff happening, it didn't bother me too much because I just had a lot of fun with her mm-hmm. and her friends and her family as well. And that her was that's the best. <laughs> yeah. That family dynamic was really interesting to watch unfold. Yeah. I had a great time watching them interact with each other. Yeah. And I'm excited to see them in the future. Me too. Ooh. Is this one that you were perhaps thinking is the most hated on this list as we move on to Thor Love and Thunder? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, again, so I guess this would be our boldest take. It's not that bad. No. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty. I like it. Uh, love Christian Bale as Thor. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, and, you know, as much as we didn't see him killing as many gods as we could have. Mm hmm. And that we didn't really see him kill too many at all. <laughs> uh, I thought that like the restricted use of him made him like a little more intimidating. Yeah. And uh, you know, whenever he was on screen, clearly Christian's having a great time. Especially the scene when they're on the like the darkness moon thing and they're in like the little hut and he has them all tied up. Yeah. And he's talking to them and like laughing maniacally. It's freaky man like yeah he it's... did a great job yeah and i think that he opened the movie really well the scene where his daughter dies and yeah he sees the god that he was praying to that's an excellent scene i also really really enjoy the scene where they're in front of eternity and he has to choose his wish mm-hmm. i think that they nailed it yeah i think that was an excellent scene um the VFX are pretty good. There's some scenes that aren't so good. Yeah. Um, I've heard people complaining about Thor's helmet that he puts on when he sees Jane. But I never thought that that was supposed to look good. No. The fact that it Suppos- looks bad yeah. like enhances the joke for me that he's like overcompensating because he's so nervous that he ran into his ex. Yeah, exactly. Which is something that he doesn't he hasn't had to deal with because he hasn't had a girlfriend before <laughs> yeah it looks dumb and that's why and he, that's yeah. why he never wears it again in the movie yeah it's because it was just a joke for that one scene um the screaming goats i think were funny at the very beginning i also thought they were hilarious when they just crash into the moon and you realize that it's just that a really good. small planet <laughs> yeah i like that uh the rest of the screaming i could have done without yeah it's kind of annoying but that's fine um i love that thor rides his hammer like a witch's broom <laughs> at the beginning of the movie uh, I think that Jane makes a great Mighty Thor. Yeah. Uh, 
and I really like that she never nails down her her catchphrase, mm-hmm. even when she's doing her big fight at the end of the movie, but that she figures out what she should say as she's dying. Mm-hmm. I thought that that was a really good move. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people didn't like it, but I did. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought Valkyrie was fun in this movie. Yeah. I think that uh, Russell Crowe as Zeus <laughs> is really funny. Yeah. Again, I know a lot of people didn't like it. I thought it was pretty silly and pretty funny. Yeah. And I was all for it. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think? Um, yeah, there's lots of jokes in this movie. And I'll start off by saying that people don't like that Jane has cancer and she makes jokes. And you know what? People with cancer people... are allowed to make jokes. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? Also, if you're suffering a tragedy... You're using comedy to cope with it. I'm sorry that nobody's ever done that, apparently. But, like, this... Yeah, it happens, okay? People use comedy to cope, and that's just the way it works sometimes. Um, also, the movie is a comedy, and there are many genres that we're, we're branching out to new genres of, of things yeah. in the MC, which is really cool. Like, we got horror, you know, spy, espionage kind of things, like with, you know, Winter Soldier and whatnot. Yeah. And we've got comedies, right? And this is like a space rom-com thing. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's different. Um, yeah. Uh, Chris Hemsworth is just so funny. He's awesome. <laughs> He's the best. All right. Moving on to a series of short episodes. Shorts. Shorts. Yeah. Yeah. A series of shorts. I am Groot. Here's my opinion about this movie. <clears throat> Not movie. Nope. Here's my <laughs> here's my opinion about the show. It's fine. I think it's simple. I think it's fun. Yeah. That's all I really have to say about it. I it's, think that the bath episode was the best one. I like the first episode the best. Fair enough. But I also think it's hilarious that the animation budget was clearly cut way yeah. down specifically <laughs> with Rocky Raccoon. Yeah. Definitely. That looked very weird. Um yeah, I'll say you know it's a fun series shorts you know which you can watch if you want to and if you don't want to the only thing you're missing out on is the joy of getting to see baby Groot do random things yeah that's all there is to it yeah moving on moving on <laughs> the she-hulk attorney at law which of the tv shows is probably the most hated yep i feel safe definitely i don't mind it mm-hmm. here I'll, I'll just share my journey i watched episode one thought it was all right some flaws but overall i thought it was fine episode two did not like episodes three and four i did not like by episode five might have been six something clicked and i real I, I i feel like i was just taking it too seriously perhaps or maybe i think the episode just got just a little bit better and i had fun you know mm-hmm. it's not great mm-hmm. but episodes five or six through eight had a good time mm-hmm. i think episode eight is actually pretty awesome oh yeah that's the daredevil episode definitely and everyone loves that episode and i do think that the episode is good for more than just daredevil showing up yeah i think the leapfrog character is hilariously stupid <laughs> i think that um she hulk herself works really well in that episode and all in all i think tatiana maslani did a really good job as the character mm-hmm there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff where I think they actually ruined her performance 
as She-Hulk in mm-hmm. particular episodes. Yeah. Then we watch the finale. And it cuts to the part where she jumps through the Disney Plus menu, which mm-hmm. I wasn't immediately disliking. Mm-hmm. But they didn't really do anything with it. She's like, I'm going to fix the ending to my show. And she fixed it by making nothing happen in the finale. And I thought that it was not very good at all. And it was no. a little upsetting, actually. Yes, it definitely was. I don't mind the idea of She-Hulk returning in something. But I don't need a season two of this show. Yeah, no thanks. I'm I'm good. <laughs> what were your thoughts? Uh, I don't like this show. <laughs> um, the first episode was okay, and then I didn't really like any episodes after that. The wedding episodes were the wedding episode was better. Yeah. But I still didn't really love it. But the Daredevil episode, maybe I was just so happy to see Daredevil. But I loved everything about the episode. Um. Yeah, the finale really sucked. Kevin in the finale sucked. It was weird. Yeah, the ending wasn't good, but the classic opening in the finale that was, was awesome. Good, actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did like that. All right, my turn. Yeah. Okay. Moving on, the first Marvel Studios special presentation, Werewolf by Night, Halloween special. Directed by Michael Giacchino, who has done music for lots of the things, and this is his first directorial role, correct? In a not short film, correct? (laughs) Yeah, Uh, and it's so good, it's awesome. It's I think about forty minutes plus credits of just monster fun. You know, it's black and white, and there's flickers on the screen like old. 30s horror movies and everything 30s 50s 40s all that all that good stuff um yeah just really cool and really fun to watch just, oh yeah and it's short but sweet you know Ugh. uh michael giacchino also composed the music and did a great job but nobody's talking about that because everyone's just talking about his directing which was also really good the effects looked so sweet in black and white i will say that there's something about special effects and you know visual effects that I think most of them might look better black and white than in color, but I think that's just also it being inspired by old horror movies of yeah. the day. Yeah, really awesome. I loved it. I also had a blast. Love the characters. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like the uh, specifically like the main two. Jack and Elsa. Um, thought they were really cool, really fun to follow. Yeah. Uh, loved the format, and I thought the ending was really fun with the transition to color and just that was cool. Two yeah. dudes hanging around a campfire. Uh, I also thought the werewolf looked really great. Yeah, the werewolf did look great, and uh, Ted, Man yep. Thing, yep, Man Thing, yep, yeah, that was awesome. And I guess Michael Giacchino, they liked. Uh, studios liked what he did with the old horror movie style of it because now he's directing uh, a reboot of Them the horror movie from 1954 I think back then it was a 50s horror movie American uh, the one with the big ants yeah you know that one yeah so I'm excited for that but yeah are you ready for this I am Black Panther 
Captain Connor forever. Oh yeah. In my personal opinion, mm-hmm. he is on a technical level the best thing that Marvel's ever made. Uh, I personally enjoy Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two a little bit more because it has a mm-hmm. bit more of a emotional hook into my heart. Yeah, right. Because Wakanda Forever has no emotions at all in it. It does have great. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm a rapid fire. Right. Music soundtrack perfect yeah ludwig crush it yep. love the you mentioned before like themes developing and growing mm-hmm. nailed, nailed it. it cinematography perfect excellent yeah particularly loved uh certain shots where two action fights would be happening at the same time and they would both end with uh, a villain being knocked in a direction and it would cut between the two so that the villain in each fight the way that they were flying in the first shot cut to the same place where they were in the second yeah. shot. That's hard to explain. You'll know it if you see the movie. Yeah, like mirrored shots are yeah. really cool. Acting. There's a reason Angela Bassett's getting nominated for an Oscar. And... <laughs> and realistically, she can win. Yeah. I, she's already won the Golden Globe. She's won a ton of awards. She can win the Oscar. Yeah. It, it could happen. Everyone else brings their a game awesome yeah the action incredible so good the bridge fight is so exciting you're on the edge of your seat you're like oh my goodness yeah it hasn't been this good before the cgi looks so freaking good dude it does there's one shot that i think doesn't look perfect yeah and it just flies right by your face and then it's done yeah uh yeah I love the way they build the universe. I love mm-hmm. Telecon. Oh, yeah. Um, love Wakanda. Mm-hmm. This movie's incredible, man. What do you think? Yeah. Uh, I also think it's incredible. Uh, the beginning catches you off guard so much. Because oh, yeah. it opens. You're like, oh, my goodness. This is what we're doing right off the bat. Yeah. Uh, her trying to save T'Challa from a unknown disease. Yeah crazy uh perhaps the best i've ever felt watching a marvel movie like in like a hype hyped up moment oh, yeah and captain america catching mjolnir is definitely one of them very good but i think this is actually it got me a little bit more i don't know just something aside i was just feeling a little bit more was when uh was when shuri lands in the suit for the first time and all that's going on and then they do the arm wrestle, arm wrestle with Predator. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. That was so good. Yeah, that's all I have to say about it. Right, oh, so wait, I will say one more thing. That is my favorite Black Panther suit from any of these movies that I've, we've seen. It's perfect. Yeah, yeah. Um, so next up we got the Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special, the second special presentation from Marvel Studios, and it is a fun ride. I'll Absolutely. say that, you know, um, I think it's cool that it starts animated, like a lot of old holiday specials, like the Star Wars holiday special. I'm sorry that I brought that up, but that's kind of what it reminded me of a bit, Yeah, which is not good. But this holiday special was pretty good, I thought. Um, we follow Drax and Mantis, which are some of my personal favorite members of the Guardians, if I'm going to be honest with you. Ton of fun. Mantis is awesome. Drax is awesome. It's just, they work so well together. Uh, Kevin Bacon was awesome. He was. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. 
<laughs> so good. Uh, they, they do a musical number at the beginning, kind of, which was okay. <laughs> Wasn't my favorite part of it, but it was fine. But yeah, I thought it was really fun. I also thought it was fun. thought it was simple. Yeah. Just, I don't know. It not, I don't think anything in this particularly blew my mind. But I'll tell you what, next Christmas, I'm watching this again. Yeah, absolutely. I'm probably going to watch it every Christmas till I die. Oh, yeah, definitely. Just it's because it's been added to it. <laughs> fun. Yeah. Right? I don't know. You don't need nothing. It doesn't need to be this big bombastic thing. Exactly. And, you know, I think it just uh, knew what it wanted to be and then did it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it also made me pretty excited for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Yeah. Also, if you missed it, like if you're not watching it, you should watch it. Yeah. <laughs> because there's something pretty significant at the end of it. Even some stuff <laughs> at the beginning. And the beginning. Like some things that they've dropped. I'm like, well, this will be very important. Like, they own nowhere? Yeah. When did that happen? Cosmo just happened to join him. I guess he was yeah. already on the... He, I don't know what gender they're making. Whatever. Cos- Cosmo. The Doesn't matter. Space dog. Which is another one of the greatest characters. With Maurice and Lucky, the pizza dog. Yeah. <laughs> Maurice. Morris. Yeah. Yeah. Really fun. And that's Phase 4. That is Phase 4. You know what, man? Yeah. I like Phase 4. I do, too. People complain that it's too disconnected, but I think it's really cool that they're doing a lot of individual stories. Um, I heard Kevin Feige talked about it, uh, the red carpet for Ant-Man. That phase 4 was about introduction, reintroduction, and experimentation. Mm-hmm. And you know what? That's exactly what it was. Yeah. And I think it was really fun. Um, I love the variety. Exactly. In this space. Uh, and I hope they keep that kind of stuff up. Yeah, with Phase Five. Um, I I I don't feel like I'm someone who would claim to have you know superhero fatigue. I'm excited anytime anything comes out, mm-hmm. even if I don't think it's be particularly great. Um, yeah. But I am uh, the fact that they are doing different things. You know, doesn't hurt. Exactly. <laughs> I think it's fine. Um. Yeah. Yeah. You excited for Phase 5? Absolutely. You excited for Ant-Man? Not really. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I think it's going to be awesome. We'll see. Well, hey, I'm excited to talk about the upcoming Marvel stuff with you on this podcast. Absolutely. I want to thank you, everyone, for listening. And uh, if you come back in two weeks, you'll get to hear Luke and I discussing the Rocky movies and the first two Creed movies. Yeah. What happens cool. with Creed 3? You have to come back in two weeks to find out because we're going to be doing something a little bit different. Yeah. Uh, thank you for listening. And Luke, why don't you hit us with a send off? All right. Well, <laughs> let's, uh, let's end this, this pod with a word from our sponsor. You know, save the ad for the end. So, if you're wanting to travel or watch certain films or shows without subtitles you may be using duolingo to teach yourself some mandarin a lot of people say that learning certain languages aren't good with duolingo but just remember duolingo is good because no matter how bad it can be if you're learning mandarin with duolingo it will be better than arthur hale's mandarin there you go see you next time i have no idea how to feel about that (laughs) there you go
but all right. <laughs> hey, thanks, Luke. And thank you, listener, for listening to this episode. We really do appreciate it. If you want to keep up with us and the show, please feel free to follow us on Twitter, or X, if you will, at Pod Screen Time to see some quick thoughts of ours regarding movies or shows. You can also follow us on Instagram, again, at Pod Screen Time, to see when our episodes drop and any extra visuals that we want to show off. You can also catch up with both of us individually on Letterboxd to catch our thoughts and reviews on the movies that we watch. You can find me at The Shininator, and you can find Luke at Shin Glassman. If you want to hear more of Luke, feel free to check out his other podcast, Toku Talk Radio, where he discusses tokusatsu and anime with his sister Hannah. And if you want even more of Luke, who can blame you? You can take yourself over to his YouTube channel, Shin Glassman, where you can watch his videos that range from reviews to tier lists. They really are a blast. Links to all these things are in the description of this episode, so head there to find those and stay connected with us. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you again in the next episode.